Hey everybody, so today I am going to be talking about my most favorite thing, the 2024 Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. I have been doing this challenge for the last like three or four years. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. How did I stumble upon it? I don't know. I want to say it might have been like a COVID thing or hmm, I don't really remember. But anyways, or maybe hmm, no, because I don't even know anybody it's not even like I watch like a YouTuber or something that does it. I don't know how I stumbled upon. I, maybe I was just trying to look. I Oh, it might have been like when I was doing Bookstagram. I'm not really sure. Regardless, I've been doing it for several years now. And I really, really love it. It brings me so much joy. It combines my favorite things, which is like books and then lists, which I think is super duper fun. And so I've been doing it. We've gotten my mom on board. My mom's done it the last two years. She's already on board for the third. So I've been doing it for a while. Um, and I just really enjoy doing it. And I feel like it makes me like branch out of my comfort zone and read books that I wouldn't normally read. And it just like, um, brings books into my life and it makes me like analyze books because then you're trying to figure out which ones you can use for which prompts and things like that. And so I just really, really like it. Um, other than my mom, like, I don't know of anyone else that does it. I haven't gotten anyone else on board. So if you're doing it, please let me know because that made me so happy. Um, but I, this year, I don't know what happened. I think part of it was disappointment because the, the person who runs the challenge, um, like, like left the pop sugar company because it's like a company. I think it's like similar to like Buzzfeed or something. It's like a company like that. Um, and the person that did the challenges previously left. And so the challenge was like really, it seemed haphazardly thrown together and there were just like tons of repeats. It was super generic. It was super easy. It was like, read a book with a pink cover, read a book, blah, blah, blah. It was just like kind of boring. And so a lot of people were up in arms about it. People are up in arms every single year, honestly, but I was kind of among them. It felt like there's usually very pointed prompts, like for whatever year it is, like there's usually things about 23. And there were a lot of things that we found collectively in the pop sugar group that you could do with the number 23, um, like the birthday paradox. If you're in a room with 23 people there, or if you're in a room I think it's if you're in a room with 23 people, there's a 50% chance that you have a birthday with one of those people, like that you share a birthday with someone or something. And so like you could do something like read a book with an author that has the same birthday as you or like whatever, um, you, you know, read a book. I don't know. Um, like 23 like is always about like DNA. Like there were just like so many things sitting right there. Nobody like acted upon them and so that was frustrating um so I think like I was really bummed about that it was just like super it just seemed almost like not even worth my time and then because of that I like jeered way too far to the other side and I was like I'm just gonna do every challenge and so I like was gonna do that one and the 52 book whatever challenge and like an, an A to Z challenge and I was gonna do you know, like all these different challenges. And so I wrote down all these different challenges and I was trying to keep up with them. But because I was doing so many, especially doing Pop Sugar and the 52 book challenge, like that's so many things that I was trying to keep track of in my head. And I was obviously like writing it down and I had like lists and things like that, but I didn't break it down as 
I don't know, like easy for me to do. So I was more just like plugging it in and like whatever worked, worked. And so I wasn't even trying to read for the challenges. I was just kind of reading. And then if something happened to fit a prompt, then I would fill it in. And I think the amount of prompts that I was able to do that way shows like how generic it was because I was able to do a lot. I think, I think there's like, I don't know, like 10 books, eight books that I haven't finished, which is not, it's, it's not a lot compared to like there being 50 books but it's also obviously it's a lot it's like a lot more than I normally don't complete uh so spoiler alert I didn't complete the pop sugar reading challenge I really doubt that um by the time the year is over that I will have completed it but um I also like kind of just like stopped caring I got to a point where I was like I just don't care and I just it it just like I was kind of defeated and so I think that it was just like a whole combination of a lot of things and so going into this year the challenge is definitely, there was definitely more effort put into it. It looks really cute. Like it was like designed really cute. And that was the thing. It was like, there's usually like some sort of theme that goes along with it. And so this is like kind of like a dictionary theme. It looks like a dictionary and things like that. Um, the way that it's all like laid out, it looks really like it was a page pulled out of a dictionary. Um, and so like a lot of the prompts are related to, you know, words and definitions and things like that but then there are also a lot of prompts related to the number 24 because it's 2024 which I think is really fun um so you can definitely tell that a lot of like a lot more effort was put in this year however it is kind of frustrating because there are a lot of things that are duplicates like there are things that I know I've read in recent years for this challenge and so like that's like a little bit annoying um but like obviously like there's only like so many things that you can do. So, you know, at some point it's probably going to duplicate, I feel like. But I also feel like there's like so many different options that you could like really like if you put a lot of effort into it, you could like avoid reading the same things over and over. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, and then my other thing is, which is the reason why I love it. It's it's the reason why I love it. And it's also like one of my biggest like gripes is like it's so inclusive um and so like it's it's so inclusive that like I know that my reading is going to be very inclusive um you have to read books by immigrants or books by people of color or books by a trans author or books by um someone that is a member of LGBTQ and like all of these things and it's like it's like very 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 inclusive which is great and that's one of the things that I love about it it just also is difficult because we hit like every box and obviously we're not hitting every box but like it feels like a lot of the prompts are very like we're catering to this 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 like it just it feels it feels very much like we're covering an entire spectrum, which is what we're supposed to, like, that's great, like, your reading should be diverse, like, I really think that, even though I prefer to stick with what I, I like, I do think that if you are reading with the hope that you're gaining something out of it, or that you're gaining, like, intelligence and knowledge and things like that, like, I do think that reading, like, very inclusively (laughs) is the way to do that, um, I think that, like, when I'm reading most of the time I'm reading for fun and I feel like while this challenge is fun for me to do this isn't necessarily me reading for fun 
but I still get something out of it and I still think that it's good like it's good for me like it's good for me to read by other authors and it's good for me to read about other kinds of people and things like that Um, and it's probably a good palate cleanser from you know people being kidnapped and stolen and all the stupid thriller shit that I read so I really appreciate it for that but I do like look at the list and I get a little overwhelmed because I'm like this feels like I'm going to be reading a lot of books that I don't want to read or it feels like I'm going to be reading a lot of books that are going to be difficult for me to get through or I'm going to be reading a lot of books that aren't interesting to me and so I think ultimately I want to try to do better this year I want to try to actually like work on the challenges and I want to try to actually like complete the challenge if I don't complete it that's fine but like I want to actually try to like work towards completing the challenge more than I did this year um but I also think like it's great if I can find a book that is entertaining enough for me to read in some of these different like prompts but I think like my goal is gonna be like more so Obviously, like, I want to try to read them and I want to try to not DNF them. But I think more so, like, finding something in the same vein. So, for instance, I know there's one that's, like, a nonfiction book by an indigenous person or something, I think, is what the prompt is. And so, like, first of all, that's me reading nonfiction, which is almost a non-starter. And then second of all, it's, like, like, by an indigenous person, which is not – there was one about – there was a – challenge on here before um about an indigenous person and I think I didn't complete that one because it was difficult to find there's just not a lot out there and the the ones that are like they just don't look interesting to me and unfortunately like that's just how it is and so for me there aren't a lot of books that look interesting to me that are nonfiction that are by an indigenous person so how can I make it work so if I'm unable to do it the way that it's it's written like I almost feel like I just need to like find a way to you know either read a book that is by an indigenous author read a book that somehow captures the experience and might not be nonfiction. um Killers of the Flower Moon was the first one on the list and I'm pretty sure Killers of the Flower Moon is fiction um but that is something that's been on my radar obviously because that movie came out but also my grandpa was reading the book and so that was something I wanted to hopefully try to read as well so that we could talk about it because my grandpa and I do not have the same taste in books and um he does not read quite as much as I do so I just wanted to um kind of jump at the chance to read something that he also is reading um So that is kind of on my radar for a situation like that where it's like it it might not be exactly what the prompt is but it's still getting me to read something out of my comfort zone and I think that that is more important. I think that um, it's less important to me that I'm like fully following the fucking thing because it's like not that serious. Like there's a bunch about like the character's age, like the character that's a character that's 24 and it's like maybe what's more important is that you're just like reading about a character in their 20s because maybe people that are doing this challenge are like in their 50s and so to read a book about a 20 year old character might be out of their comfort zone and it might be difficult it's not difficult for me because I feel like every book I read the characters are in their 20s but um for anyone else you know in a different age range it might be that might be something that is you know difficult or something that is worth you know 
dipping your toe into or trying to read or whatever. Um, so I think I just want to really, really try and put like a solid effort. And I, if I don't do it, if I don't complete it, that's fine. If I, you know, really struggle with a prompt or something like that's fine as well. Um, but I think I really want to try to just like put a decent amount of effort in. It's 50 books and I read close to three times that much. Um, my goal for next year is also 150 because I don't think I'm going to hit that this year. So I'm just going to do the same goal next year. Um, so with that in mind, like I can definitely do this challenge and then still read other books that I enjoy. So there's honestly no reason for me not to try. There's no reason for me to drag my feet and like really just like you know, whatever. Um, one thing I do know about this challenge is I like kick off running and I get like half of the challenge done in the first like four months or something. And then I sort of back off and then I don't like really try to pick it up again until like almost the end of the year. And then I'm like, shit, I have like all these challenges I'm trying to bust through the last couple of months of the year. So Um, maybe it's like a pacing situation where I kind of check in with myself, like, Hey, have I read like X amount by this date? Um, and like kind of keep myself accountable and maybe I always, like, I always have the instinct to like push off the ones that are more exciting for me, but like that ends up not being beneficial anyway, because then like I end up reading it anyway. It's just, it's, it's complicated. So, um, I think like all this to be said, I just, I really do enjoy when the prompts come out. I think it's really fun to scroll through and look at, um, Goodreads lists and things like that and sort of see like what other people consider would work for these prompts. And then me basically scroll through, like you're walking through a library and just like see what jumps out. So like, I just, some of these are books that I already knew I wanted to read and then some of these are just I just instinctively looked at the cover I didn't look at what it's about so um I don't have I didn't even write down the authors for these books some of them I know but I didn't even write down any of the authors so like you know I don't know I'm just this is just gonna be basically me like going through the list really quickly but I just really like like scrolling through and just like kind of seeing like what's out there because I think it's like a fun way to like find new books and it's like a fun way to find new things that you didn't know about before. So um, all that to say, I am excited and I love when this challenge comes out. It comes out December 1st every year, usually. Um, And you know, I just think it's really fun. I always say like if this were to go away, like I would try to like make my own and like whatever. And I have a note on my phone that I think I made in like, I don't know, like 2019 or something that I was going to make like a Taylor Swift challenge. And I went through um, her debut album and I picked all of her songs and then I tried to like find a prompt that would go with each one of her songs. So like Tim McGraw, like a book about like a a singer or something or like whatever. I don't know. Um, But I have not yet had to use that or resort to that. So I'm going to try to do this. And I think my thought has always been if I complete this challenge, then I can like work on that challenge because that seems like a really fun, silly challenge. Um, But again, like I got really overwhelmed with challenges this year, so I need to just cool it. But um, let's just, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so Molly and I are snuggling together as usual and she's snoring as usual so just bear with me it's actually freezing in here I'm waiting for my husband to get home from work I'm just like 
I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. So anyways, um, this is the 2024 Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. Number one is a book with the word leap in the title. So 2024 is leap year, which I'm guessing means that 2020 was leap year. And I don't even remember that because of COVID. So, well, I guess that would have been right before COVID. Hmm, fun times. Okay, so I have Lucky Leap Day, Leap In, Leap Day, Once Upon a Leap Year, and Before You Leap, which is a Kermit the Frog book, which I don't know. Um, I do feel like there's that movie Leap Year or something, so I feel like there's tons of like romances about Leap Year and stuff like that. Um, so I'm sure this won't be like super hard. It would be fun to read this in February, but we'll see if I can be as cool as that book two is a buildings roman book which i did this already i read um looking for alaska it's it's like a coming of age book that also has like religion in it a little bit um so i don't even know if these all technically work but i have the catcher in the rye the kite runner the Ten Thousand doors of january emma and white oleander um, I've already read The Kite Runner, but I want to reread it, so I put it on this list anyway. Number three is called A Book About... Is called... Number three is A Book About a 24-Year-Old. So this is what I was saying. Um, they get a little specific. Um, so I have My Year of Rest and Relaxation and The Circle. I often read books just in general that are about characters that are in their 20s, so I don't think it would be particularly difficult for me to find a character that was 24. Um, but I also am okay, I feel like, with not reading about a character that's 24. I don't feel like it's that serious. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Number four is a book about a writer. So I have Misery, The Dead Romantics, The Fiction Writer, Finley Donovan, and The Mystery Writer. I read a significant amount of books about authors, about people that work in the book industry. Um, I don't think that's like necessarily a coincidence, but I think I read a lot of those kinds of books. So, um, I think that will be doable. Number five is a book about K-pop, which I really don't want to read this one. Uh, I really don't want to read this one, but um, XOXO and I believe in a thing called love. And I think this series has like a bunch of other books or something in it. So I think there are options, but I, this feels like similar to fan fiction to me. um, And it just like kind of reminds me of just like all the Harry Styles books that there are and I just don't really want to but we'll see. Six is a book about pirates. The Adventures of Amina al-Sarafi, All the Stars and Teeth, To Kill a Kingdom, Saint. I feel like I periodically have read books about pirates so I feel like this is doable. Number seven is a book about a woman's sport, a book about women's sports and or by a woman athlete. So there's Icebreaker, which I think there are tons of hockey romances. So, um, and like, I'm sure all the men play hockey and all the girls are ice skaters. She drives me crazy, Furia, and we ride upon sticks. Um, I think that there are probably a lot of books about women athletes. I usually stay away from them because they're romance, but it's doable. 
A book by, oh, number eight is a book by a blind or visually impaired author. The Color Purple, which I did not know, and The Odyssey, there weren't a lot of these options. Um, and even worse than that is number nine, which is a book by a deaf or hard of hearing author, um, which I have none listed for. So I guess like nothing caught my eye, but those are going to be pretty freaking challenging. And I think to include both of them in this list is a lot. Um, I think that they're both definitely important and I think that um, they both belong on a list. I don't know that they both should be on this list. It just feels like a lot. Um, number 10 is a book by a self-published author, which I feel like happens all the time. So I have Still Alice, The Martian, Nettle and Bone, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking and Things We Never Got Over. 11 is a book from a genre you typically avoid. I didn't put any specifics on here because I'll know when I get there, but I typically avoid nonfiction that's not memoirs and autobiographies. Like if it's just like nonfiction, like something about a topic, I do not read that. And historical fiction is another one that I do not read. Um, I don't like anything historical. So historical anything or nonfiction. Number 12 is a book from an animal's point of view, which I think is probably not as hard as it may seem, um, but I have Watership Down, The Traveling Cat Chronicles, and The Bees. I don't know what that's about, but it kind of looked scary. Number 13 is a book originally published under a pen name, so I have The Bell Jar, Sword Heart, Nettle and Bone, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, and The Cuckoo's Calling. Number 14 is a book recommended by a bookseller. I don't think I'm going to do this that way and then number 15 is a book recommended by a librarian so probably what I'm going to do is a book I get from the library um from like the hot reads whatever section because I do grab those sometimes I think that'll be my like librarian recommendation because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and ask a librarian um and then a book recommended by a bookseller I think I'm going to do like a book recommendation from a book tuber because I get like tons and tons of idea from ideas from booktube way more than I do from like a book store um potentially I guess I could do like from a bookstore like table or whatever the same way that I plan to do with the library but I think it's a little bit more involved if I do it from someone that's actually like recommending books Number 16 is a book set 24 years before you were born. 24 years before I was born was 1967. So I'm going to look up books. I didn't do this. I meant to, do, to go back and do this. Um, I might do that in just a second. But I meant to do that. Um, and I think for this one it's going to be more like I'm just going to read a book that takes place in the 60s because I think finding a book specifically set in 1967 is going to be very difficult. Okay, so just even looking at the list of books published in 1967, which you would think – Books published in 1967 are going to be about 1967. Um, a lot of books that are published in, you know, 2023 are set in 2023. So I think it's a good, there's a good chance that um, books that were published that year are also set that year. So The Outsiders is on here, which I haven't read in a long time, so I could reread that. 100 Years of Solitude. From the Mixed-Up Files of Miss Basil E. Frankweiler is one of my most favorite middle grade books, so I might read that. Um, that book is fantastic. Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See came out that year. Rosemary's Baby. Um, let's see if there's anything else. 
So yeah, I think um, I might just pull up like books that came out in the 1960s, but it is good to know that I have options if I'm looking for specifically 1967. A book set, number 17 is a book set in a travel destination on your bucket list. This one I'm going to kind of go off of vibes. Um, I don't have a travel bucket list really. I think the only place I would like to go to that I haven't been to is Greece. I could go to Ireland, but like I'm not super it's not an urgent situation I honestly think like best case scenario Tommy and Thomas can go when Thomas is like 21 or something that feels like that would be like right on par for them and I could just stay home and read books all weekend um but Greece has always been on my list and that's pretty much it I'm kind of boring I just like going to beaches so I think more if I read a book that takes place somewhere that sounds super luxurious to me or that sounds really interesting um I just don't think that there's anywhere else that I'd like to go that I haven't been to already so we'll see uh, number 18 is a book set in space, which I think is kind of fun, and I have a ton of books on my TBR for this. So The Martian, Project Hail Mary, The Hitchhiker's Guide to Exploring the Galaxy, Dune, The Illuminae Files books, etc. Number 19 is a book set in the future. I have the future, which I have the arc for that book, so I could read that. Station Eleven, Red Rising, I think there's probably a ton more. Number 20 is a book set in the snow. So Murder on the Orient Express, Spinning Silver, The Bear and the Nightingale, Shiver, Dead of Winter, Bear Town. Number 21 is a book that came out in a year that ends with 20 with 24. So you could do 1924 or you could do 2024, which is what I'm going to do because I always read new releases. So that's a really easy one for me to do. 22 is a book that centers on video games, which I thought that this would be more... I thought there would be more, but I guess I've probably read them. I've read Ready Player One. Um, I've read, um, what's the one? Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I guess I've read the recent ones. But there's a book called Slay. There's something about role-playing, something about Super Mario, Tetris. I don't know. Whatever. I feel like, based on the way this list is set up, I'm going to read a lot of nonfiction books. The number 23 is a book that features dragons. So I have The Hobbit, The Priory of the Orange Tree, Fourth Wing, The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea, Zodiac Academy, and Game of Thrones. Also, I want to call out Fourth Wing is on this list a lot. And I almost wonder if people knew how influential that book was and knew that like people could read that for any of these categories. Number 24 is a book that takes place over the course of 24 hours. I think that literally was this year because I was going to read They Both Die at the end. And I put it off all year. So it's literally the same exact fucking thing from yesterday, or from yesterday, from this year. Um, and then I also have The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle and A Spark of Light by Jodi Picoult. 25 is a book that was published 24 years ago, which was in 2000, which I think is really fun. There's a book called Persepolis, The Blind Assassin, and House of Leaves, which is a book that I tentatively would like to read because people have read it and they say it fucks them up. But um, it's a little worrisome. But I think a book that came out in the 2000s won't be that hard for me to find. Number 26 is a book that was adapted into a musical. The Color Purple, Oliver Twist, Les Miserables, The Outsiders, Wicked, Tuck, Everlasting, Rebecca, and The Time Traveler's Wife. Number 27, a book where someone dies in the first chapter. The Secret History, The Book Thief, The Graveyard Book, Fourth Wing. Number 28, a book with the main character who is 42 years old. I have Lily and the Octopus, Rebecca and the ABC Murders. I think, again, this is something that probably won't be super hard to find. Um, and if it ends up being hard, it'll just probably be like someone who's in their 40s. 
Number 29, a book with a neurodivergent main character. The Kiss Quotient, The Mystery Guest, which is the made sequel. House Rules and Fish in a Tree. And I think there's probably a ton more of these. I just wrote down a couple. 30 is a book with a one-word title that you had to look up in a dictionary. And people's lists. There were some books on this list that I could have taken. But I don't really think that you need to look it up in a dictionary to know what it means. So I have Recursion on here. Which honestly I think is the only real one. Because Piranesi, I have Piranesi and Babel on here. And I don't think that either one of those, I think those are both like proper nouns. So I don't think, I don't know. And then Pachinko, Atonement, and Pygmalion. Which all of those, like this feels like a very sketchy one. 31 is a book with a title that is a complete sentence. My grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. Finley Donovan hits the road. You never forget your first. Everyone in my family has killed someone. Delilah Green doesn't care. That one shows up on this list a lot as well, I feel like. Number 32 is a book with an enemies to lovers plot. The Night Circus, Six of Crows, Fourth Wing, Delilah Green doesn't care. To Kill a Kingdom, Spinning Silver. 33 is a book with an unreliable narrator, which sounds, that's that's a fun prompt. Lolita, Good Bad Girl, The Power, How I'll Kill You. 34 is a book with at least three point of views. I think they should have done four because it's 2024, but that's just my opinion. Six of Crows, the fifth season, if we're being honest, a million to one. Number 35 is a book with magical realism, The Night Circus, Before the Coffee Gets Cold, The Immortalist, The Lost Apothecary, The Magic of Lemon App of Lemon Drop Pie. Number 36 is a book written by an incarcerated or formerly incarcerated person. So I have the picture of Dorian Gray and the Diary of a Young Girl on here. Um, I have read the Orange is the New Black book, so that one I cannot do. I really wish, like, does Martha Stewart have a book? I would read her book. I know Snoop Dogg has a cookbook. I don't know. Has he been to jail? I think he's been to jail. 37, a book written during NaNoWriMo. This was also on the list this year, which is a little annoying, but The Night Circus, You Had Me at Ola and Heartless, which I didn't get to this prompt either, so, you know, it's going great for me. 38 is a cozy fantasy book, Somewhere Beyond the Sea, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, A Witch's Guide to Magical Innkeeping, Half a Soul, Keeper of Enchanted Rooms. 39 is a book written by a trans or non-binary author. Um, This has also been on there before, Um, I think it was a couple years ago, though. I have Cemetery Boys, Cleat Cute, and Sorrowland. 40 is a horror book written by a BIPOC author. Silver Nitrate, Ring Shout, The Hacienda, House of Hunger, Sorrowland, The Salt Grows Heavy. These are all books that I were kind of on my radar, so I don't hate that. Number 41 is a memoir that explores queerness. So I have Gender Queer, Neil Patrick Harris's memoir, In the Dream House, Girls Can Kiss Now. I think like I don't think that'll be too, too hard to find. Number 42 is a nonfiction book about indigenous people. This is what I was talking about. I don't know. So I have everything you wanted to know about Indians, but we're too afraid to ask because it looks like it's quippy. We'll see. Number 43 is a second chance romance. Once upon a quinceanera, second chance summer, what Alice forgot. I feel like I read those a lot, so I don't think it'll be that hard. Number 44 is an autobiography written by a woman in rock and roll. I have I, Tina from Tina Turner, Between a Rock and a Hard Place, which is a Pat Benatar one, Elvis and Me, which is Priscilla Presley, and then Dolly Parton was on there. And Dolly Parton is not rock and roll, so I'm a little confused. Number 45 is an LGBTQ plus romance novel, which I read a ton of sapphic romance, I feel like, so Delilah Green doesn't care. You should see me in a crown written in the stars. Kiss her once for me. I feel like at some point I will read something that has a sapphic romance in it or I mean even a gay romance I don't know so then the last five I think typically it's 
there are 40 and then there are 10 hard ones. But this year there's 45 and there's five hard ones, which is probably better because if you think about it, like that is a decent chunk of the of the challenge. So um, the five advanced ones are a, number 46, which is a book which a character sleeps for more than 24 hours. And I don't know how you're supposed to take that. Like are you supposed to take that that they just like sleep for days or, or they're in a coma? Like I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. But I have my year of rest and relaxation and Project Hail Mary. So I don't know. Number 47 is a book with 24 letters in the title, which I don't actually feel like this is advanced. I feel like there are tons and tons of books that you could choose from, and I think this could have been swapped out with something else. But The Connellys of County Down, The Priory of the Orange Tree, The Overdue Life of Amy Byler, and Amari and the Knight Brothers. 48 is a collection of at least 24 poems. Again, I don't think that this one is difficult. I think that um, you just have to read a poetry book for this to work. Um, so the only one I have written down is Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman because that's the one that was on my TBR already, but I traditionally pick up at least one or two books of poetry, if not more, a year, so I don't feel like that is very difficult, um, and I'm sure I can find something else if I need to. Number 49 is the 24th book of an author, which this one I think is very fun. I don't necessarily feel it. I mean, it's kind of advanced, but not really. Um, I have Dumb Witness, Misery, and Haunted. I don't even know what any of those are, but I also know that there are a lot of authors that I do enjoy a reasonable amount that I know have a shit ton of books, and so I think it would be fun to see what their 24th book was. Um, Ellen Hildebrand is one that comes to mind. She's got a lot of books. Um, I want to reread the Princess Diaries books, so I don't know if there are 24 books in that situation. Um, but I guess, I think, uh, Haunted, I think, is a Meg Cabot book. And Meg Cabot is the Princess Diaries. So I guess her 24th book I already have on this list. Um, but I think there's a lot of authors that I could find their 24th book. There's also, you could go the route of reading, like, long series, like the Stephanie Plum series, um, by Janet Ivanovich, which I have always wanted to read because my grandma read them and she really liked them. Um, but I just can never, I just never really think about it. So, um, you could also go that route. And then number 50 is a book whose title starts with the letter X, which I think is such bullshit. Like that's so fucking difficult. Um, so right now all I have is XOXO, but I'm sure I will figure it out. So those are all the books. Those are all the challenges. I think the ones that I'm looking most forward to are, let's see, um, the 24th book of an author I think sounds fun. 24 letters in a title is fun. Um, obviously the ones that are like going to come easy to me, like a cozy fantasy book and a second chance romance, like those are all, those are all going to be perfectly fine. Um, an unreliable narrator I think is fun. Um, let's see. Uh, neurodivergent character I love. Um, a book that was adapted into a musical I think is really fun. And I, I didn't know that The Time Traveler's Wife was. And I think that that is very interesting. A book that was published 24 years ago, which was in 2000. I think that one will be fun. Um, let's see. I, I mean, I enjoy new releases. So that prompt will be good. Um, uh, 
The travel one will be fun. I think there was one similar to that recently. I think I read People We Meet on Vacation and that was fucking terrible. So I think I read that like a couple years ago. Um, but I mean, obviously anytime a book is not set in the U.S., it's always a fun time. Um, a book from an animal's point of view, I think is fun. I recently read Remarkably Bright Creatures, but that would work if someone is doing this. And, uh, his point of view was absolutely fucking hilarious and I loved it so much. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. So I am looking forward to it. I do want to do well. I want to really try. Um, and I just, you know, can't wait for my little brain to be expanded upon. Uh, and we'll see how I do hopefully better than this year. Cause spoiler alert, I didn't do great. Um, please let me know if you're also going to do this or try to do this or have any ideas for any of these challenges, because like I need all the help I can freaking get. Um, and you, if you're listening, probably know my book taste better than Goodreads. So until next time, friends, ciao.